You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Monday edition of the podcast, a brand new month. It is March. Brian, we have made it to, what is this, our fourth month doing this podcast? We're keeping rolling, but having a lot of fun along the way. I March ended? It, well, we're back in March again? We're, I feel like it's always been March. It's Jake. been I don't March. Know. It's been, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to track it all anymore. Time's a flat circle, as you well know, so... Plenty to get on, get to on today's edition of the podcast. Utah basketball, they upset number 19 USC. A bit of a stunner there, if we're being honest. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk a little Utah football. Some news emerged yesterday regarding the wide receiver position and their position coach, Guy Holiday. We'll examine that and, of course, catch up on everything else going on with the Utes. A lot to get to. So, Brian, what do you say? Should we get going here? We never left March, Jake, so might as well keep marching forward. Hey, nice. Nice pun. Well done there. By the way, our title sponsor today is our good friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off your next order. Love having them on board. We'll talk a little bit more about them later on in the show. So without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for March 1st, 2021. Once again, this is the Locked On Utes podcast, your daily podcast focused on all things Utah athletics, mainly football and basketball. We cover it all. My name is Jay Catch. That is Brian Brown. Thanks again for taking some time to join us. Brian, how was your weekend, my friend? Always too short, Jake, but only because I'm always so excited to get back to talking about Utes athletics with my main man, Yawk Talk. <laughs> Jacob C. Hatch. Yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about today. It was a busy, busy weekend on the Utah front. Let's start off with the Utah running use, the men's basketball program. I got to say, Brian, going into this matchup, I in no way envisioned that Utah would go out and swallow up what USC was trying to do and then end up winning this game by double digits, 71-61. to The Utes upset the number 19-ranked USC Trojans. Uh, Man... (laughs) This, just when you think this program is down and out, Brian, I feel like, all of a sudden they do something that says, okay, they aren't out of it quite yet. They are the epitome of not dead, can't quit. <laughs> Good point. I, I like and that. And it seems like the more that we try to put them to, to bed for good this season, the more they like to prove us all wrong. I polled people on Twitter after the game, essentially saying, if anyone actually knows what this team is, please declare now and we will declare you a liar because if you're going based off of performance, you never really know. I think there are a few things to take from this game that are very important. One, I think Mickey Yontanen is a lot more important to this team's success than we've prior given him credit. And it's sure. not unusual for a glue guy like that to have an influence on winning. I think Ricky Rubio is a good example of an NBA guy. Uh, years past, there have been those types. Alex Jensen is a great example oh, yeah. from Utah history of being a glue guy. Drew Henson or uh, Hanson. Um, they, they really haven't had, you know, maybe Brandon Taylor in years past under Larry Kay, although he was kind of more of an impact guy with his ability to, to shoot and score. 
but Mickey does a lot of the dirty work and I think the biggest things that we've seen with this team are still kind of issues, right? The ball sticks from time to time. Mm -hmm. The offense doesn't move as much, but what we are seeing is that different guys are emerging and progressing. Not everybody on a linear progression, but if we're evaluating this team from, from start to finish, there are guys that are a lot better now than they were when the season started. And I think the biggest one is Ian Martinez. That's actually a very good point there. And, yes, Mickey Yontanen, huge to have him back in the lineup. You are not kidding. He has been an absolute uh, just – I think glue guy is the perfect epitome of what that guy is for this program. He just does a lot of the different things that other guys maybe in certain instances – they normally would do something, but he picks up for them and, and just kind of carries it forward. And the nice part is is you see them uh, continuing to prove that they have not quit on this season. They are continuing to battle. They're continuing to stick in there. Ian Martinez, like you said, he is very much improved uh, from the start of this season to what we're seeing here at the tail end of it. So I get the angst that Utah basketball fans have with this program right now, but I also want to say, man, it's hard to, I don't know, I, what I'm, I'm trying to explain, I don't know how to get it out verbally to make it sound like I want to make it sound in my head, but the, the thing about it is, this is a program, they're continuing to fight and claw and scratch and do everything they can, it just seems like they're on the cusp of doing something big, and every time they seem to get uh, two steps backwards, they make two steps forward and kind of get back to where they were at square one, if that makes sense. I don't, maybe I'm making little to no sense, but you know, that's why we do a podcast. I'm going to relate it to something that I relate almost everything in life to, and that's food. And, okay. and there are certain fast food restaurants that every now and then I'll get a craving for, and I want to go try it and think, Hey, a double cheeseburger sounds really good or something of that nature. Maybe a, a scrunch wrap cupreme or something like that. You know, I'm sure. giving away the, the, the lead here, but, and I go and I'm disappointed. Right. Okay. And then I think again, you know, maybe a week later, like, ah, you know, well, okay, last time it wasn't great, but I'm going to go try it again this time. And I go and I'm disappointed. And then the third time rolls around and I go and I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm ready to be disappointed. (laughs) And I try it and it's delicious and I'm back in. And then I go again and I'm disappointed. Right. And after a while, you just get so sick of the inconsistency and the disappointed phases that you're just done with it. And I think that's what this Utah fan base is it is at. They are disappointed with this team. And it it really begs the question that that I, Mark Harlan was tweeting up a storm about how great a game this was. The social media team was posting highlights and everything like that. And the engagement on it looks from my ass from my angle to be almost nothing. And and that I don't think that this there's apathy towards the program yet. I think there's apathy towards what happened in that game. Like people just didn't care. And so it begs the question, how much did this game really matter in the grand scheme of things? Uh, That's actually a very, very valid point here is because you're right. How much do fans are, are they excited by this? And based on just kind of my limited looking at social media after that win, that's, in my opinion, the best win in state this year across all of college basketball. Nothing that BYU or Utah State has done, in my opinion, matches that. I I guess the closest one would be at the time, BYU went to San Diego State, who was ranked at the time. They fell out of the rankings and climbed back into the rankings. They went and beat uh, San Diego State down there at Viejas Arena, but 
Honestly, I think this is the win of the year in state, and you would normally see a program such as Utah or a BYU or a Utah State, had they notched this type of a win, their fan base would be climbing all over themselves to be celebrating it. It just feels like I think you're right. I don't know that this necessarily resonated like it should have. And I think that's due in part, yeah, to the fact that Utah fans are a little bit fed up with the inconsistent nature of this program. It's a fascinating conversation, I think, to have because there are good parts to glean from this. I think we're seeing Ian Martinez make his mark more and more on every single game. His stat line was was perfect. It was 10 points on four of six shooting. He had two rebounds, one assist, two fouls, no turnovers. That's exactly what you want from him. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Mickey Yontanen and, and his stat line was pretty pedestrian in terms of six points, but seven rebounds, three assists and, and 33 minutes in a, in a plus 10, um, you know, in the plus minus category. Uh, it, it was, you know, the other guys that seemed to really struggle in terms of plus minus Brenchley Jones, Baton tune, uh, Timmy Allen just continued to be who he is throwing in, in 15 points. I think, in this particular game, you could probably point the difference maker as Alfonso Plummer with 19 points. Sure. Uh, when he shoots well, this team typically wins because there's not a lot of shooting elsewhere. Uh, but putting all that together, the guys that are emerging and that are playing well, Timmy Allen, we know what to expect from him every single night. I think he's been pushed into roles that are not necessarily his forte. Ian Martinez is starting to to take over that point guard role. And yeah. it was unfortunate to see Ryland Jones get hurt again, mm-hmm. but the, the with every single game that Ryland misses, it's given Ian Martinez more and more opportunity and he's getting good coaching. His form looks better on his shot. His release is a lot tighter. It's not so, so flat now he's getting a little bit of arc. And so that shot's starting to fall and his athleticism is, is, blatantly obvious to everybody out there and he's making an impact in every single game. And so, in that respect, for him, for his personal development, that's a great win. It's huge yeah. because he contributed to that. And it just felt like even the team after the game didn't really seem to be making a big deal of it either, right? Like like yeah. this was a ranked opponent, top 25 in the net ranking. And maybe some of that is just they still have some distaste in their mouth from the way that they played in other games. And I could totally understand that. But the the bizarre part about it is that this was a Southern California team that came in and looked a little unmotivated, a little tired. Mm-hmm. With these these the the Rocky Mountain road trip is really tough on teams when you go to Colorado and play at Utah. But Utah could have fallen into that trap, and they didn't. They played better in the second half than they did in the first. They looked a lot crisper in the second half too. So this team is still engaged, and they're beating good quality opponents. So really, I, I think with everything happening with COVID you have to kind of point at this and say, yeah, this is a big step forward for the program in terms of we know that they can compete against these teams, maybe not every single night, but you have the potential to get them if, if they're not playing up to their game. Yeah, that's a very good point. So they have back-to-back home games to close out the regular season this week at home against Oregon State on Wednesday, and they'll close things out on Sunday no, Sunday against Arizona State at noon Mountain Time. We found that out yesterday. The, the tip time was announced for that game. I'm hopeful that they can kind of follow this up with the USC win and follow it up with two wins to close out the season. That would get them above 500 for the regular season, give them some momentum going into the Pac-12 tournament. And that's the hope is they can kind of 
pick up from this. But, man, I, the inconsistent nature of this team has just got to be maddening if you're a Utah fan. There's no doubt about that. 100%. And I understand if fans are wanting to check out and not wanting to watch, if they're frustrated, if they're expecting a coaching change. We've, pre- we've laid out pretty consistently what it's going to take in order to make a coaching change. Sure. And, uh, I mean, it's funny. It just the, the conversation is what it is at this point, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't think we need to keep diving into it, but at one point in time before beating USC, Utah was like bottom of the dregs of the PAC 12. Now at two games left, they have an opportunity to finish sixth in the conference. And like you said, above 500. So what a freaking year and, and how bizarre that this is all shaping up the way it is in the PAC 12, which I can, I, I'm not surprised. This is the MO of the conference of champions as our guy, Bill Walton loves to call it that they love to eat each other up and, and tear each other down. And if this was a conference that was on the East coast, I think it would probably get more respect than it does, but because it's on the West coast and because it's the PAC 12 and because the general perspective and and viewpoint of the conference is negative, they kind of don't. Yeah, that's a very good point. So we'll find out what the week holds here upcoming for the running Utes, but a good win, and but we also understand you have the kind of the tepid reaction that, that came from it all. But let's talk some uh, Utah football here momentarily, Brian. You need to discuss a little bit what's going on with Guy Holiday and that situation that Utah finds themselves in. Samson Nakua entering the NCAA transfer portal. We'll touch on all that here in just a moment. Let's take a minute, though, and talk about our good friends at betonline.ag, Brian. I got to say, at the Hatch household this weekend, uh, had a lot of W's, but only and only one L at Bet Online. So it was a good weekend for the Hatch family. You're back in your element, Jake. <laughs> there is football to gamble on, and believe it or not, Bet Online will allow you to place a wager to, to double your skittles, if you will, uh, by signing up for an account. And that sign up is very easy. Uh, you you make sure that you get everything taken care of, and you can even get a welcome bonus if you use the promo code Locked On when you register. Yeah, it's real simple, folks. Yeah, if you want to bet on FCS football with the Big Sky and all these other FCS programs in action, you can do that. There's NBA hoops, there's college basketball, NHL in full swing. Uh, baseball's on its way. Spring training game started yesterday. No matter what you want to bet on, Bet Online has got the answer for you. Like Brian said, it's simple and easy to sign up, and best part about it, it's free to sign up. When you get to BetOnline.com, AG and make your first deposit. Use the promo code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus. Yeah, 50% of your money right back added to your account to bet with, courtesy of our friends at Bet Online. Take advantage of it now, guys. It's a great way to get in on the sports betting action you may be missing out on. Do it again with our good friends at Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Want to remind you guys to check out the brand new podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Today. Of course, you guys know that Brian and I, we're doing our best to keep you guys up to speed on everything going on with the Utes. But if you want more of a broad overview on the entire sports world, check out the Locked On Today podcast. The goal of it is to get you caught up on all the biggest storylines and talking points in 20 minutes or less across the sports spectrum. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, let's talk some Utah football. And, well, uh, if you were paying attention to Twitter yesterday afternoon, all of a sudden a series of tweets popped up that were fairly critical of Kyle Whittingham and the Utah football program and related to the job status of Guy Holiday. It was a wild weekend, I think, for the University of Utah because we got the announcement that Samson Nakua was entering the transfer portal. Yes. And then – 
news started to leak out, I guess you could say on, on Twitter. I, I wouldn't even say news. What it was is, is Guy Holiday's son, Justin Holiday, put together a Twitter thread uh, saying that his father had been let go by the University of Utah, that he had been let go for no reason whatsoever. Uh, no one up to the point of our recording had confirmed that yet yeah. uh, publicly. But it is an interesting scenario to discuss based on the heels of Samson Nakua transferring. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were rumors of Nakua thinking about transferring all the way back in December. Uh, We can now talk about that a little bit because it's very difficult to have these kind of conversations out in the open when players are still thinking it through. And uh, essentially what you and I have both heard is, is, is that he does have a destination in mind. What I'd heard is that he was reluctant to do it. Okay. And so I think it's hard to read into the timing of him deciding to do it now, uh, but it is what it is. And I think that led to a chain reaction that that has brought up the potential of Guy Holiday's dismissal. Now, when Samson did did enter into the transfer portal, I believe that was already being discussed by by fans and and people in the in the sphere surrounding the University of Utah, no, not actual decision makers, uh, but it does come off of some issues that the University of Utah has had at the wide receiver position. I don't think this is any kind of secret. The the production there has, has waned. Uh, I don't know how much of it is because of the wide receiver's coach, but there has been talent there that has not progressed through the pipe the way that it should and gone on to the NFL even before last season and the year before where the wide receivers struggled. Yeah, and that's and that right there, I think, is the the key discussion point in all this is how much uh, is to be expected from this position group in relation to how the offense is designed. Of course, Andy Ludwig is the offensive coordinator. Kyle Whittingham, anybody who's listening to this podcast understands that Kyle Whittingham has a very specific um, idea of what he wants his offenses to do, and uh, you can think that's great. You can think that's awful. I I can't kind of make up your mind for you, but I think the production element from the wide receiver position, especially on the heels of seeing both Brian Thompson and now Samson Nakua exit the program with eligibility remaining, I think it really is the thing, the key point to this entire look at, okay, where in, where does the blame lie and who does it lie with? That's a, a, a difficult question because I think if you were to talk to players within the program and people who know Guy Holiday, everybody will stand up and defend Guy. He is a stand-up individual. He's first class. He is a well-tenured coach. Utah has been one of his longest stops along his his timeline, and, and he, I think some of it is just you reach a point as a coach where it becomes so difficult to have to pick up and make changes, right? And, and I yeah. think every coach has uh, – for lack of a better word, ego, and and they want to be further ahead or, or higher up than, than the position that they're at. And I think what happened with Guy Holiday is he found a home at the University of Utah with a staff that was successful, and I think that he and Kyle Whittingham had a good relationship. Kyle always called him Doc anytime that there were interviews and, yeah. and reference to Doc Holiday. Uh, so I, I think – this is a tough one yeah. because on, on one hand you have a wide receiver coach who, who has the, the pedigree. He is a good coach. There is no argument about that. I, I want to get that out front, but in this industry, there can be situations or times that arise where you're sitting, sit, just 
simply not catching the breaks. And it, that's really what it appears to me. You lost two wide receivers, probably two of your best three wide receivers, maybe two of the best four, depending on where you want to rank. Sure. Britton Covey and, and Solomon Enos. Uh, it almost in a row. We Solomon Enos had had issues last year where where there were conversations about him entering into the portal as well. They were able to make sure that he came back and reengaged, but it, because there is this continuous issue and there's nothing being reloaded through the pipe. If we look at Kyle McDonald for a comparison or a foil. He lost running backs to to the portal, and nobody even remembers who they are because the guys that he brought back in are that much better. And he's out there recruiting guys even more that that are good and, and refilling that pipeline. And so that's where I think you try and, and allow guys space and and uh, it, you know a, a timeline to function and and. and I don't want to say fix their mistakes, but replace what's been missing. Yeah, and that really just hasn't happened at the University of Utah. Yeah, you want to give you want to give your assistant coaches plenty of leash. I, I completely understand as a head coach because you hired these guys, and you're right. Guy Holiday came very highly recommended when he showed up at the University of Utah. He'd done good things at BYU in his previous stop. He was in Provo and then just went to Salt Lake City. But before that, his time at UTEP, he, he'd done great things there. He he's developed good talent, but eventually there comes a I, I, for lack of a better term, there's there's a bill that's due, and when you're not able to to deliver the goods or deliver what you've been promising you're going to deliver on, yeah, well, something's going to happen. So, yes, it is tough because I've gotten to know Guy Holiday in both stints when he was at BYU as well as his time at the University of Utah. There is not a more stand-up gentleman, in my opinion, in terms of just an overall human being. He's a great human being, but it just the, this position group and. Utah fans listening to this, I think many of you can point to different things that you're, you're dissatisfied with with regards to wide receivers. It just has not been what it's been expected and or promised in certain circumstances of what it could be. And I think when you look at his his work at BYU versus his time at Utah, he's had one wide receiver go to an NFL team from the University of Utah with Tim Patrick. He had three in two years at BYU. Now, granted, Jordan Leslie did come with him from UTEP. Sure. Um, but he was already on track. This, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, he was there for two years and he produced one, two more wide receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That, to me, regardless of, of what your ability is, the production has not occurred. And we've talked about it. I hate it that this is a results-based industry because results don't come without processes. And, and for guys who have good processes and practice the process and trust the process and respect the process and whatever else you want to do to the process, uh, they usually get the results. But sometimes you catch some bad breaks along the way and good coaches fall under under the the – Oh, I hate this term too, chopping block. But, <laughs> it, but that, that's kind of what happens. So, regardless, of whatever happens ultimately with Guy Holiday, I think that uh, Kyle Whittingham obviously has something in mind. You, you yes. know, you know as well as I do, Brian, that Kyle Whittingham does not do things without already the the gears in motion to make other moves or have a plan in place of what he wants to do. So. I've got full faith that Kyle Whittingham will make the decision that he believes is in the best interest of his program. I think he wants more production from this position group. I think he wants to see a talent upgrade in this group if it can be if it can happen. And he is going to do everything within his power to get the right person in place to have that happen. And oftentimes we see just the outside occurrence of what's actually going on inside the building. And it could be that there have already been discussions with candidates yeah. saying what would be your interest. And 
I remember hearing about Kalani Sataki to BYU months <laughs> ahead of that actually happening. Yeah. And, and it was such a surprise to everybody else when Bronco left. And, and for those who had ears wherever, and, and it was at that time, I wasn't even working in sports media, but the people that I'd heard it from, I trusted, um, these conversations happen. They happen a lot. They happen way out in advance. There's, there's also potential that, you know, whatever happens with guy holiday, there could have been a conversation with he and Kyle Whittingham saying, Hey, we are looking to make a change. You should look around. Uh, so that way we can make this look like it's you transitioning into something else. And that somehow got out in the wrong, wrong carrier. And that, that's why the wrong way. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that's why Justin tweeted what he did. Um, but I think you don't make this, like you said, you don't make a move like this in theory unless you have somebody in line. You know, there are names out there that are even in state that are readily available that would make a ton of sense. Fessy Sataki at, at Weber State. Uh, you know, Formerly John Ursu- Weber State, or, now at BYU. Yeah, sorry, sorry, at BYU. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to say John Ursu- Ursua at Weber yeah. State, who has not been at that level for very long, but has shown a lot of promise. Uh-huh. Another name that that is out there in the ether is Chad Bumfus, who was a graduate assistant at the University of Utah in, in 2018 and has since gone from Austin P to Central Michigan as the wide receivers coach to make a transition from a good job to a better job from year to year is really impressive in a two-year stretch. Now he's a wide receiver out of Mississippi State, so he has connections. He is a very young, enthusiastic coach that has played in the NFL. He is sharp. He is another option, I'm sure, that, that they'll investigate if, if this does all occur the way that it signs are pointing to. So it's it's a weird time of year for this, something like this to happen. But at the end of the Kyle Whittingham has shown that he is not going to put up with this kind of thing. He wants to win a championship. He wants to do it. Now he feels like that team is close and he is not going to mess around until this roster and this team is ready to do it. Yeah. So like I said, I've got full faith in Kyle Whittingham. He is making decisions in the best interest of his program. And we'll, we'll ultimately find out what the end result is. And we'll be able to discuss more about potential candidates as we find out more about it. But you're right. There are plenty of options out there. And we'll, we'll dig in more into that. All right. Coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch up on some of the other news and notes involving the Utes from the weekend that was. We'll touch on all of that. Before we do that, let's talk about our good friends over at Built Bar. Brian, you and I, I don't think we need to reiterate to our listeners, our longtime listeners, about how how much we love built bars but man they are the best tasting protein bar out there i actually uh, had an opportunity this past weekend to talk with another friend of mine who I, I get you probably get this question too brian are you really that serious about built bars and i'm like yes i am 100 serious about these things they are absolutely delicious i actually handed a couple bars to this friend and said give these a shot i'm going to report back in a couple of days once he's tried them and let you guys know what he thinks but these bars are absolutely incredible it's the best snack that you can find out there because it's loaded with whey protein, the good kind of protein, helps you feel satisfied. It, all the ingredients inside the bar make sense in terms of being able to be digested but still have good flavor, and, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be anything harmful. I've talked ad nauseum about why this is a good idea, Jake. And for a lot of us out there that are struggling with our weight, it's because we love the sweets. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. And, and so if that's one of those things where you struggle with, just do a replacement. Find the flavor that works for you. If you like something fruity, cherry barcia, 
I highly recommend that. Uh, I know you love the uh, lemon almond cheesecake, yep. right? Yep, that's a good one. Uh, yep. One additional one, by the way, just the original orange flavor. Uh, I'm a huge orange fan, so give that a shot as well. And there's plenty of nut flavors too. If, if you want, no matter what you want, there's plenty of flavors out there. There's over 20 of them now, if I'm not mistaken, at builtbar.com. So take advantage of it, guys. We got a special offer for you. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on 20. They changed it on us. So any of you longtime listeners, you know the old promo code is locked on. You need to add a two and a zero on the end of it. Locked on 20, you'll get 20% off your next order. It's a great way to give these built bars a chance. I'm telling you, Brian and I, we wholeheartedly agree these are the best tasting protein bars we have ever had. So go to builtbar.com, promo code locked on 20, get 20% off your order and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere. All right, Brian, on our way out the door here. Um, Let's put, for lack of a better term, we could have enjoyed a better weekend for Utah athletics because baseball, lacrosse, uh, man, just a tough weekend if you're a Utah fan in in any of these other so-called Olympic sports. Sometimes you just got to take the L and move on, and it looked like most of the athletics that were in competition at the University of Utah this weekend did just that. We saw the volleyball dropped their second set against Washington. Uh, Men's tennis lost on the road uh, to Texas Tech. Men's lacrosse dropped a a tough, tough, a valiant effort, but a tough game on the road again versus a very highly ranked Loyola team. Uh, Softball, women's soccer, it just wasn't a great weekend for the University of Utah as a whole. The the lone bright spot, I believe, was uh, women's gymnastic is just dynamite. Well, that's to be expected. The Red Rocks are among the nation's best. They're still chasing, trying to get another national title under their belt. But, man, they are rocking and rolling right now. So, yes, one redeeming factor in the Red Rocks. But the rest of it, like you said, sometimes you got to take that L, grow from it. And the hope is that come next Monday when we're recapping the weekend that was, that we have a little more positive news to report on for these other Utah athletic programs that are going to be in action this spring. And, by the way, one note on this, Brian. I am having just uh, this spring, it's over, overload. In terms of the sports I'm trying to track all the time, it is near impossible to stay on top of it all. I, I'm conditioned to breaking news and multiple events and things like that happening in the fall. That's just what that season is for us. Mm-hmm. I am not prepared for that in the spring, Jake. I tweeted out Thursday night when Ale Cajo was announcing and yeah. the youths were getting blown out by UCLA that my, my brain broke and it's we're we're limping to the finish line here. We're like a NASCAR race where we're missing a tire, but we're still going to cross it. So we'll just keep pushing onward and, and look forward to the good things that are happening. You know, basketball again, it will be in action Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, lacrosse will have a game coming up soon and we'll talk about all that. We've still got four more episodes this week, Jake. We're not done. We're just getting started. The conference of champions. Thank you, Bill Walton. No, we're going to have a lot of fun. It, it, it will be a lot of fun. So make sure you guys join us all week long as we talk about everything going on with the Utes. Uh, there will be plenty more to discuss regarding the situation, the guy holiday in the Utah football program. You mentioned basketball's in action twice this week to close out their regular season, so stay with us. Hope you guys are all having a great Monday whenever you hear this, and make sure to join us every single day as we talk all things Utah right here on your daily podcast. Focus on all things Utes. All right, for Brian, I'm Jake. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for March 1st, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.